and welcome to another episode of Breakaway with Dawn and Friends. Today, Claudia and I are going to discuss uh, mental health. Yes. Hi, Dawn. Nice to see you again. (laughs) Thank you. Nice to see you. As a pleasure always. Um, I wanted to talk about this because, you know, it's one, it's very important. Um, And I think a lot of people have shame possibly around it, don't know um, how to deal with these things, don't have the tools or the resources. So since I have direct access to a great licensed (laughs) marriage and family therapist, I thought I'd take advantage of that and have this conversation. Sure. That that sounds great, Don. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we're here. We can openly talk about this because I think awareness is key to many things. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I think we'll start off with, um, I will say, just preface the conversation, you know, um, it's not something that I can relate to per se. Like, I mean, we all have good and bad days and stuff, but um, I've always been fortunate to be strong minded and, you know, come over, come over, come, what is it? Come over, come over. Overcome. Overcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Overcome things or compartmentalize. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's just something that I was able to do from a young age. And that's, that's like going into protective mode. Right. So I think that's something I was able to develop early on in life. Right. So, um, I can sympathize and have compassion for those, mm-hmm. um, that struggle, but I, I'm, I'm, I will be honest, I, I can't always relate. Right. But I can mm-hmm. tell you what I've done in that sense. But, um, so for me, I just have that can-do attitude. And right. again, I mean, I, I don't know if this is related. I'm just, ex- I can only speak on my experience and my feelings, right? So sure. um, when I was um, talking this week to some people here and there, random stuff, I think mental health for me just kept coming up. So I, this is why I feel the urge to, to let's talk about this, because yeah. I would like to provide um, through you some either tips, resources and stuff for them. Right. So um, like, for instance, for someone that's having a bad day and they can't get out of bed, you know, where would we start with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a great question, Don. So a lot of things that, that I would I would look out for if, if I was treating this person individually is really trying to dig and find out more what's underneath that difficulty where the person is lacking motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Where they don't have the motivation or the desire or even the physical ability to get themselves out of bed like physically your body when you are going through I'm not example mm-hmm. going through a depressive state and it it takes a toll on your mind it takes a toll on your emotional health and your physical health so when the person is stating you know I have a hard time getting out of bed or I have a hard time brushing my teeth, I have a hard time getting ready, let alone have a conversation with people or go to work. And so I would start with that is, okay, let's figure out what is it, what are the contributing factors that are potentially attributing to these feelings, these, these, the sense of lack of motivation. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would, I'd kind of start from there, uh, allowing the opportunity for the person to have a safe space, right? Because mm-hmm. as we know, Don, it's it's it can be very difficult to be vulnerable and share yes, what yes. you're feeling, right? A lot of times when we don't share is because not because we're not strong willed, but more so because we that's how we've coped, that's how we've managed to keep 
to ourselves, right? We might rather not share than overshare or not share at all. And that makes it very difficult. So then what happens, your body will feed off of that. Your body will physically start to feel overwhelmed and not be able to express it. And guess what? Body reacts when the mind is reacting with it. So it's kind of, it goes hand in hand, if that makes sense. That it does. And that's interesting. Um, And hopefully I don't take this conversation left. But one thing I do want to say is um, for me, I know that um, when I was young, like I've been working since I was 12. Okay. So I was, I was selling candy door to door. It was a real job. I made good money. I was persistent, (laughs) but I, I did that because that was my escape from my environment. What I never did realize is for a good 20 years, I maintained working two jobs and I, and I went to school by the way. Um, and I went out every weekend. Like I lived a a full (laughs) life and People would always ask, why do you do that? And it took me so many years to realize, and I'm telling you, like two or three years ago, I realized, oh my God, I did that all these years because it was me removing myself from an environment where I had no control, putting myself in a position where I do have control, like, because at work, I'm Dawn, I'm who I want to be. Like, it was like, you know, my environment per se, right? And so I distracted myself in a way. So I didn't necessarily deal with things, you know, or whatever. But I know that that's what I did to cope. And then I just conditioned myself that way. And then when I realized that, I said, okay, I need to stop because I do have a family. And and it was just, again, I was conditioned that way. So that's what I did. And then once I realized that, I, I did break that chain. And I don't, you know, granted, I'm trying to pursue a business right now, but... <laughs> That's, right. It's not like a full-time job and I'm, right. I'm trying to remove myself and distract myself from something. But sure. um, yeah, that's interesting. That, that's so a, I, that's I, a great example. Sorry to interrupt you. That's a great example of how you coped with that. Your cope and your escape was to get yourself out of that environment and do something, like you said, distract yourself, right? So just as you have you, that was your coping mechanism at mm-hmm. that time, you have people on the opposite of that who they cope, but not being able to, to their, their way of coping is, I don't have the energy. I I will shut down. I will keep to myself. I won't open up. Um, distract themselves in other ways by resorting maybe to other habits, right? That are just habit oh, forms that we resort to to cope, right? So this is where potentially some substance use might come in, or you know some other behaviors um, that are very detrimental to our health. And so, it, and it's interesting because. I guess a bigger question is where, where does that, is one better than the other? No, because, right. Because it it could depend on the individual. Right. And, and I like that you voiced or you're saying, and you're very transparent about how you felt. And it took you up until three years to realize Mm -hmm. this is how I was coping. Right. This Mm -hmm. is how I kept myself then realizing, okay, wait, I have a family and maybe I don't need to work. 60, 70 hours and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, spend my time in other ways. Right. But yeah. it took, it took the time that it, that it took and not that it takes everybody that long and not that it was right or wrong. And the amount of right, time right. is you meeting yourself where you were at, at that moment, what you needed to realize at that time. Right. Yes. But can I say, I would like to say it's because I challenged myself and, and 
you know, I wanted to know why. And then I just remember re- three years ago, whenever it was, they're mm-hmm. asking me, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I never realized I, that's why I did that, you know, but it's right. because I was opening open as well to, to yes. find that out. Right. So you have to be open. Right. Um, for, for me, like, I, like I said, it's, it is hard for me to understand like, wow, like really it's hard to get out of bed. Like not in a criticizing way, but um, I just think that, and I'm not the professional, you'll have to tell me, but I, you know, I'm all about shifting the mind. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have intention, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel that before your feet hit the ground, you really should set your intentions for the day Mm -hmm. and start small. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything grand, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But if someone you did say find a happy place, but like, how can they even begin to get there? I guess. Cause mm-hmm. I, I really, and I'm asking this cause I, I don't struggle with this. So I really, I don't know if I can put myself there. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Right. It sounds like you're, you're trying to understand, right? How do you help yes. or support someone through this process? Yes. I know mindset is everything, right? Mindset. If you shifted in a different way, then it changes your perspective. Right. A lot of times when people have a perspective that is hard to oversee or see something more than, you know, as a grass greener on the other side, really, is it, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I can see that. I think a lot of times with life coaching and Mm -hmm. for, you know, life coaching or therapeutic services is where you start is you start to, to recognize that something in me wants more for me, that this isn't working for me necessarily, that I need to do more for me, right? And how do I do that? Well, by seeking a mentor, by seeking a life coach, by seeking a therapist to bring awareness to my mental health needs, because that, and then that's when you start working with the individual and helping them shift that mindset. So there's, you know, therapeutically, there's a lot of layers that could go under that, which is a, a bit different potentially with life coaching, right? Um, but either one, you're still exploring mm-hmm. and you're still trying to help them shift their mind. But a lot of times yes. when people are so indebted in that, let's say, depression or the anxiety, it takes a lot of work. Um, but the person does have to somewhat come ready and say, you know what, I, I need to see something different in me so that I can feel better about me. I love that. And for the record, I did not ask her to plug life coaching. That <laughs> 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 was at her free will. <laughs> um, um, I like to lighten things up when they get to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, one thing I can tell you for me, and I find myself, I'm a very routine person. And I remember when, um, when I was a young teenager, (laughs) when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny. That's one thing my dad pointed out that I didn't realize about me. And I remember him one day saying, you are so routine. I'm like, so like, what's wrong with that? Right. And he's (laughs) like, no, he's like, if you get thrown off your, your routine, you're not going to know what to do. He's like, I don't like that. So you guys, he would intentionally throw me off my routine. And I had to like, think on my toes, think on my feet. And to be honest with you, I, I appreciate that now (laughs) because I I very much thrive on my toes and and under pressure. (laughs) And I remember just Oh, the things that would aggravate me the way he was, I, it, it really blossomed for me. You know what I mean? But, um, 
I just remember him saying that and I didn't realize I'm still that way for the record. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to say that I'm not spontaneous, but um, what I was going to say is so during the week working and, and trust me, having to juggle two jobs, a family school, all the things that I did, I had to have structure and routine in order to even allow that to work. Right. So um, I find that on days, it's so funny when I have nothing but time, I don't spend it well. Mm. And so I know that because I've conditioned myself to be on a time limit and to, you know, back to back, back. Right. So um, I, I've had to on the weekends or days off or things, I have to somewhat keep that routine, which is get up, take a shower. Like I really, if I don't do those things, if I don't get up and do those things initially, I notice my day won't be productive. Mm. Right. So then, um, I do have to be mindful of that. And if I want like my Saturday to be productive, then I need to get my butt up in the morning, my usual time, take that shower, just get my blood moving, get going. And then I'm good. I don't like to sleep in for that reason. Um, And uh, two, my name is not Dawn for nothing. Break of day. You know, (laughs) I am naturally up, but I can be up and not get out of bed, to be honest with you. But I I would suggest, you know, find what works for you. Like, you know, there has to be, I, it's hard for me to believe and please correct me if I'm wrong. It's hard for me to believe that someone doesn't have something, something, something that they can dig deep and find that, okay, I know that if I do this, this would be the outcome. And I know, you know, so for me, it's literally getting up and taking that shower and just get, getting going for the day. And that gets me going. If I don't get up out of bed initially in the morning, I can tell you right now, mm-hmm. like if I turn on that TV or open that phone, it's not going to be a productive day, you know? So I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're suggesting that for you, what works is the consistency, right? Is you have mm-hmm. something to look forward to every day. And that if mm-hmm. I, I need to do steps one, two, and three in order to be, in order to feel productive for that day. So people who, um, in my line of work, when, when we see that, or I see that where the person is really struggling is we, kind of mirror the same thing we i'll suggest you know okay let's let's think of something that you look forward to on that given day right give it at least for today we're not thinking about tomorrow or the next week but what work what can work with you for you today if it's pick up you know the journal where you're writing something that's going to help you release if it's getting out and you know stretching the first thing you do before even brushing your teeth, if that helps you, mm-hmm. um, but really trying to find a way to ground yourself to help you say, you know what, at the very least, I look forward to my stretching routine this morning to get me by or do a journal entry or, you know, do some deep breathing if I have to, if it's, you know, for a minute and a half or whatever. Um, but I think you're right. I think setting the intention for your day is definitely going to help you get past that and say, you know what? Okay. That I've done that three days in a row. I'm on a roll here. I could do this. So guess what? I'm going to add another day to that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think, um, you just said something that's sparked a thought for me, but, um, I also, I think, um, music, Mm -hmm. you know, can help shift your, your, um, mindset your mood yes Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like so you do have to be mindful of what you do listen to but I do think um a lot of times like especially when I'm cleaning (laughs) I like to either listen to an audible Mm -hmm. a certain type of book or you know I put on music and that helps me not think of the task itself but just it gets me going you know so I think that's something too that um 
one can think about um, to help shift their mood and and get them moving. Right. And you know, the, the other thing too, I know that that works and I've heard people say this and actually there is research to back up this, this comment that I'm going to make or suggestion is they suggest that you, we, us, you know, try to take at least the first, the first 30 minutes of waking up is literally getting some vitamin D and really going outside, even if it's to your balcony, if it's to your driveway, if it's to, you know, if you can't take the quick five minute brisk walk, but allowing yourself, your body to feel and get some vitamin D in your system, because that gets the arcadian rhythms going and it helps you. And in fact, it, it will kind of set the tone for your day. And if you think about it, how many of us leave the house for rushing in the morning, let's say, or not, but you get in the car and you're driving to your destination and you get the opportunity to witness the beautiful sunrises that we have sometimes, or even the sun is you know, nice and shining if it's nine or 10 a.m., you you really, it does something to you. It really shifts your mood and thinking, wow, this is such a beautiful day, or I get to see, you know, the clear skies, or mm-hmm. it really shifts your mood. And there's valid research that supports that, where you should expose yourself to the sun the first 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing, and I'm going to be so bad to share this, but I'm going to share it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've told you before, um, reality TV is my guilty pleasure. Okay. And I was watching a show. I kid you not. <laughs> the girl has some kind of life coach come in. I don't remember you guys <laughs> what it was for, but she has her comes in. She has, she comes in, they talk, they go outside, Claudia. <laughs> and she literally tells her wear a dress, something flowy, don't have underwear on. And she okay. literally tells her to (laughs) have the sunlight hit her butthole. I swear to God, there's research on this. I'm laughing because I'm I'm trying not to botch this, okay? But there is scientific proof that there's a benefit to having sun hit you where the sun don't shine. Like there's... Literally where the sun don't shine. (laughs) It really helps you. Did you know that? I think you shared this with me. I feel like we've had this conversation. <laughs> I'm sure. I re- Let me tell you, I recorded the episode a few minutes okay. and I sent it to a few people because they thought I'm like, I was crazy. I'm like, you guys, I, she, I, she said it like, I. oh my God. But I remember looking it up and there's truth to it. Yes. See? See, so that goes hand in hand with allowing yourself to, to immerse in sun the first 30 yes. minutes of just so, you it's, have a patio, you have a backyard, a private area. Right, right. Whatever works for you. Let the sun hit it where the sun don't normally shine. <laughs> but I, please know this. I hope no one minds that's listening. I do like to lighten it up. And, you know, I'm not being funny here. I'm not making fun of anything. I love to give suggestions and bring that joy into your life. So please do not misunderstand where I'm taking the conversation and my laughter. Um, you know, I feel we do have to laugh more in life. It lowers your blood pressure. It keeps you, (laughs) keeps you happy. So, right. So I really hope when you listen to this, you enjoy this because that is the point of this. Okay. So it is life unfiltered and this is unfiltered. Um, and I just don't want it all to be too deep and heavy. So this is why, if you don't mind, Claudia, no, I bring I this up. But yes. <laughs> okay. So 
Um, so we kind of talked about like, obviously shifting the mind, right? Like where else we can, you know, what else they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wonder, like, um, I feel that there's, there could be triggers too, right? So like if someone is not able to, cause I think therapy is a luxury, right? And we're not all able to possibly have that. And even if you, it's hard, I think you, you know, it's hard to find a therapist right now. So I know people are waiting to get in and, you know, um, to get services. So, you know, I, is there like a, any books or resources you think you can suggest that they can while waiting, you know, or if they're, if they're not able to, to, you know, have the luxury of, of it? Yeah. I think there's definitely a lot of, a lot of self-help books that one can find. Um, I know that depending on what you're looking for, right? So if you're looking for having maybe more confidence, there's just one book that I always recommend, Unstoppable Confidence. Um, I can't think of the author right now. I apologize. But the other one, um, there's a lot of podcasts that I like to recommend as well. Um, not to take away from yours, but (laughs) but there's a lot on mental health, I should say specifically on self-help, right? So, um, I always suggest to listen to motivational speakers, which are very helpful. I like to follow Jay Shetty a lot. Oh yes. He's great. He's, he's amazing. Um, he has a number of episodes that he talks about all about, success and how to love yourself more mm-hmm. and motivate and all that. And then there's, um, there's this other one that I, this might be a little bit heavy, but um, the body keeps score, which focuses mm-hmm. on trauma. And if you've ever endured trauma, it talks about how the body keeps score of that. That's an excellent read as well. Um, and then a couple of relationship books, like the seven laws of ha- a happy marriage is another one. So again, it, it depends right on what you're looking for, but I would, I would really recommend that maybe um, your audience uh, Don and friends would consider just, you could literally Google anything um, self-help related and maybe next time I can definitely provide like a specific. Oh yeah. Word. Sorry. I did put it on the spot. Oh, and just fine. for you guys that don't know, these are true conversations between Claudia and I, we don't, really prep before there's no questions you know um that I have intend on asking her it really is meant to just be a conversation between two friends you know with the mm-hmm. hopes of uplifting encouraging inspiring others to you know uh, break away from what no longer serves them and find that joy so um please mm-hmm. do understand that um for me I I like to always remind people of their surroundings whether it's like in your home, like to declutter, because believe it or not, and it's, I don't know where I read or heard this. And oh, you know who taught me? My daughter. I feel if you're open-minded, you know, your kids can really teach you, right? And one day I go into her room and I'm like, oh God, what is it you with you in this room? It's always a mess. And and um, I remember one time her going away, I cleaned it and I come back and she's like, looks nice, but I don't like it. The next day I wake up and it's back to be a mess. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you know, this gives me comfort. These objects, these things like give me emotional comfort. Like I'm like, what? Like, and again, remember, I can't relate to that because I, I, I like order. I like things <laughs> needy right. and tight and, you know, and my mind's not like that. And so I remember telling that to maybe you or somebody and they said, well, that's because that's what, what's like their mind, like their mind is, um, uh, what is the word? Um, 
chaotic or I, what is it like their mind is just a little unorganized yes thank you you know so then their space is that way so they mm-hmm. do say that you know a like whether it's your car, your person, your room, you know, it really sure. does tell you like what's going on up there, you know? Absolutely. So, right. So it's chaos for them. <laughs> yes. And that's so crazy. And I never mm-hmm. knew that. And so uh, I do think that I would suggest decluttering and I know that can be hard for some, you know, but I think, you know, like Claudia said earlier, finding that safe space and that safe space should be free, you know, of clutter. But I would, you know, why don't you start in that room that, you know, like if you can't come out your room, you can't get out the bed. I would, you know, maybe declutter your space. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of who you have around you. You don't want relationships or people that are sucking the life and energy from you or bringing you to that dark place, you know, like, and we kind of talked about this and is blood thicker than water. Like just mm-hmm. because they're family or people you've known for a long time, if it's not a healthy relationship, it's not healthy. Right. Right. right? And like, coming to terms with that, I think, right. It, mm-hmm. it eventually, if you do, you realize, okay, these are the people in my life. Are they giving more than when, that, that what they're taking? I don't feel comfortable. If you know something's not sitting or resonating well with you, then you have to be able to release that at some point in your life, mm-hmm. right? It's decluttering not only of, let's say, your physical uh, environment, but maybe relationships as well, right? That's going to shift your mindset a lot because we all have potentially people who – Suck yes. the life out of us. Who it's yes. so draining, right? Emotionally draining to have mm-hmm. people around you like that. And um, you have to recognize that, right? Yeah, right. And it takes time. It takes time to do so. Right? You you can't go off and, and cut people off and and without realizing why you're doing it and doing it on based on impulsivity because that doesn't work either. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do have a question to shift it a little bit. Like, considering how I am, and I know you know me more than most people listening. Um, considering how strong-minded, how I am, I believe change requires change. You don't like something, then change it, do something like, you know, I'm very much like, like that. And I know a lot of people, especially in my immediate circle are not like that. And so I do struggle with having, um, that understanding, right. But me having someone in, in, in my, (laughs) my space, and I know that they possibly struggle with um, expressing themselves and, you know, um, whether they want to admit they have depression or anxiety, like I feel like maybe they're in a little denial and they don't want to deal with it. Like, how do I navigate a relationship like that? Mm -hmm. I know that's a tough question. (laughs) That is a tough question. But I think, I mean, generally speaking, I think, is reminding yourself that you need to meet them where they're at and come from a curious standpoint rather than a judgmental standpoint, right? So if you have someone in your life that maybe doesn't, isn't as self-aware as one would like, mm-hmm. right? Um, rather than coming off from a judgment perspective is, okay, be curious about that, right? Entice maybe conversations or change your perspective about them in that, okay, I'm trying to understand why they potentially have a hard time expressing themselves. I will Mm -hmm. say like, help me understand, like, but they're defensive. And what I don't like is um, I feel I've always been me. Yes. I now have the title life coach and this is family and friends, by the way, no one really specific, specific, but Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel now they're like, well, don't life coach me or, you know, who do you think you are? I hate that. And it's like, I've actually always been this way. And I've always said these things or felt these things like, you know, and I'm always going to challenge you. It's in my nature to challenge that, you know, because I do want to know, you know, so I I will say sometimes I find that hard um, to make leeway with that person because of that, because even if I come honestly come from a curious place, they're defensive Mm -hmm. and I don't get anywhere. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe changing your approach towards that individual, right, is again, is meeting them where they're at. So maybe, okay, I want to challenge it, but maybe knowing that you've tried to challenge it in a specific way isn't working. So then I challenge you to change that way, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So, okay, I want to challenge them. So, okay, so how do do I, Don, then reset myself to challenge them differently, right? And so they won't come off because here's the deal. The people that are closest to you are the ones that are probably going to challenge you more and maybe resist more, right? Because they know that what you do is support others through their journey. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the last thing they want, and they don't need someone to do that for them, because if they did, then they would seek out the support. So think of it from that perspective, if you can. True. (laughs) It could be hard. Yeah. Um, And it is safe to say that... Um, mental health is, um, it is a chemical imbalance. Absolutely. There's, there's all sorts of things that play to our mental health. And if you do have a condition that is clinically diagnosable, then it could be for various reasons, right? And all of it, there could be with, for example, depression, there is a chemical imbalance going on, plus whatever contributing factors attributed to that. If it's your environment or if it's the people in your environment, your environment itself, if, you know, if there's trauma, um, all sorts of things can contribute to that. And this is why it's at times people need medication to support mm-hmm. them with that process, you know, and I know I'm not a pill pusher. I'm not trying to suggest that mm-hmm. for everyone, but generally speaking, sometimes people's condition is so severe that they need a little bit more than the, the, yeah. the sessions, the, the life coaching, the mentoring, the whatever it is that they're seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think what we're both saying, you know, today and the breakaway tip that I would like to, you know, offer is, you know, to, you know, I know it's hard, but just take assessment, right? Like take inventory, figure out what it is that's triggering. If it's a person, you know, um, an environment, a feeling like I just try to pay attention to those things to help yourself. Because like I said, I know most people don't have the access to therapy and, you know, I I never a couple of times went to therapy, but but not for my childhood (laughs) that I should. Mm Um, but I've always challenged myself and questioned myself, right? Like I always wanted to know why, like, that's just something, you know, I've always been. So I would, you know, start with that and then, you know, see where that can take you. Um, but like Claudia said, you know, there is life coaching, which should be much cheaper than therapy. Um, (laughs) having conversations like this, you know, breakaway with Don and friends. Like I, I know that I always, I love meeting up with the girlfriends and bouncing off of each other and just releasing 
Yes. I love dancing. Like dancing is like, oh, in a, in a perfect world, I'd be a dancer. Okay. So I love dancing. So that's a way that I can release. Right. Yes. And singing. And maybe one day I would bless the audience with my singing because um, I do have some talents there. <laughs> <laughs> my family would disagree, but I enjoy it. Uh, but I, I feel find ways to laugh more and things that right. make you happy and, and, you know, um, find those things that, you know, cause they're there. You just have to want it. Honestly, you'll have to want it because I can't help no one that doesn't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a firm believer and I only help those that are willing to help themselves because I am not going to try more than you. I am not going to do more than you. You know, I, I'm very firm, but soft in my approach. And right. I take pride in that. So, I mean, I urge you to to seek that within first. Right. And then go from there. Absolutely. Wow. Well said, Don. <laughs> thank you, Claudia. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, I hope, you know, this really has helped someone and, oh, I was going to say, but now my thoughts are everywhere. I want to say so much, but there's so much to say. So, um, (laughs) but I just, you know, be kinder to yourself is what I wanted to say, right? I think we're so hard on ourselves and I think that people need to remember to give yourself the grace and kindness that you would give to someone else, you know? And I think people with mental health are very hard on themselves, right? So uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just guessing, you know, um, but give that grace and kindness to yourself before you give it to someone else. Absolutely. And bring, and keep bringing, you know, be in touch with that, with that need that you have, that, that emotional need that you have. Mm-hmm. And mental health is there's, we want to remove the negative stigma around that. There is nothing yes. wrong. We all have a right to a safe space just to, to speak to someone who's going to be, you know, open to hearing us with any judgment, free judgment zone is what I like to call it. Yes. And that's what I wanted to say. Thank you for saying that because I I did want to get across that. It's okay to feel. It's Mm -hmm. okay to have a day where you're sad, a day that you're mad, a day that you're happy. I I mean, it's okay to be up and down with your feelings, you know, Um, let yourself feel. um, And then, you know, go from there. Like I I did want to say that. Thank you. Um, It's okay. You know, cause I, I I believe me as happy as I am. um, I have my days and they're like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, but I'm going to let myself feel it's okay. Okay. I'm going to let myself feel. So just get out of my way. (laughs) You know, so it's okay to feel don't, don't be, and, and it's okay to take moment by moment. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, for everyone, it could be a day at a time, a step at a time, but it, it truly is okay to take life moment by moment. Absolutely. So on that note, we'll end this conversation and, and hope that um, this was a benefit to you. And until next time, be kind to yourself. Give yourself that grace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>